It's your man, bringing you your weekly dose of that good old-fashioned sports chat. Welcome back to the Robson Sportscast. I'm your host, Alex Robson. Grateful to be blessing your ear holes on this fine Thursday. We got a lot to get into today, so let's go ahead and jump right into that. Well, 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 the rumors are going crazy right now. And for once, the rumors about a superstar headed to the New York Jets. It's seeming like everything is aligning in the stars that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. And he wants to come to the New York Jets. Robert Sala was the guy he wanted the Texans to interview. They didn't do it. He's now the head coach of the New York Jets. His agent, marketing agent, I think has been liking many tweets and videos talking about Deshaun Watson to the Jets. Richard Sherman is saying that he should get out of Houston and go to New York. Soon-to-be free agent wide receiver Allen Robinson is liking tweets saying Deshaun Watson should go to New York. And as we're speaking right now, well as, well, well, as I am speaking and you are listening to this week's episode of the Robson Sportscast, he's in New York right now and he just filmed a music video to a song titled I'm Ready. I think it's by a New, by a New York band or something like kind of a, a group, I think. I haven't done too much research on that. That's kind of new. And it seems the message is very, very clear. Deshaun Watson is telling Joe Douglas and the New York Jets, come get me. Why you gotta do this to me, Deshaun? Why you gotta play with my emotions like this? I'm a Jets fan. I'm vulnerable like this, man. Going from Sam Donald, a guy I despise in terms of as a quarterback. I don't know him as a person, so I don't despise him as a person. To a guy I do adore in Deshaun Watson. Oh, it just sounds too good to be true. I love Deshaun Watson. I really do. And it would be a huge move by the New York Jets to acquire a top five quarterback, in my opinion. But. There's always a but with me. Because I'm a Jets fan. As much as I want to be optimistic, there's no point because we'll find a way to screw things up. Now, there's a lot of positives in this situation. You land a Sean Watson, this market becomes so much more valuable. Now you're going to be able to land guys like an Allen Robinson, who is a top-tier wide receiver, in my opinion, just stuck with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. You could land big names in free agency again. 
do something the Jets haven't done in a long time, which is land big-name free agents. I can't remember the last big name, aside from Le'Veon Bell, which I really don't count that, because that was turned out to be a disaster. I don't remember a time where the Jets made a big swing at a big name, and it worked. Deshaun Watson would probably work. I say probably for a reason. Get to that in a second. But I just want to make this statement before I get into my butts. Do I want Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. I want Deshaun Watson. I'd be stupid to not want Deshaun Watson. Insane even to not want Deshaun Watson. I know how good Deshaun Watson is. I've watched him in Houston. I watched him in Clemson. He's a phenom. What he does in Houston is unbelievable. Or how bad they are. I want that in New York. He would be treated, like I've said this before, with the New York sports market, if you fail, your head is wanted on a platter. If you succeed, you are treated like a god. Deshaun Watson would be treated like a god from minute one he gets into New York. But there's a but to this. I want to read out to you, in my opinion, the top three receivers for the Houston Texans. They're starting tight end and a couple names from their offensive line. Primarily just one. I'll start with that one. It's Larry Tunsil. Larry or Laramie? Which one is it? I can't remember for some reason. One of the two. But Deshaun Watson is also throwing to Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Randall Cobb. Two decent running backs in David Johnson and Duke Johnson. He has a solid tight end in Darren Fells. The only thing this guy doesn't got is an offensive line. That's all he doesn't have in Houston and a competent organization in general. He heads to the Jets. His top three receivers at the moment, if he were traded right now, would be Jamison Crowder, a five foot nine slot receiver, Denzel Mims, who is a promising rookie, but well didn't play a lot of his rookie year due to injury. And you could argue the number three, Rashad Perriman, who was hurt almost all year, but had moments. But the primary three this season was Braxton Berrios. A guy only the Patriots could make work because he's a short white guy. His tight end, Chris Herndon, a walking injury report. And when he is playing, he has hands of stone. He can't catch. 
he has one solidified decent piece and one decent one most of the time. Makai Becton is the solidified one. That looks like a home run. The rest of the offensive line is meh. Alex Lewis is the left guard. He's inconsistent. The center, Connor McGovern, was bad at the start of the season, but turned it around late in the year. Right guard was Greg Van Roten, who was awful almost all year long. And the right tackle is George Fant, who was stable throughout most of the year. I don't sense much better here. The only thing positive is the head coach. He would have Robert Sala, who'd be a rookie head coach. A guy he wants as his coach. Who I think is going to be a good coach. Maybe not for the Jets, because they tend to screw things up. But there's not much of an upgrade here. Now, albeit, free agency. In the first year of him being a New York Jet, the Jets would only have to pay him $10 million for a top-five quarterback. That's absurd. His contract doesn't get bad until next year. Not the year after next year, I should say. Year after next season. That's when his contract enters salary cap hell, which I'll get to later in a bit. So the Jets could, in, could bring in an Allen Robinson, a Joe Thune. But here's the other part of this I don't like. Aside he's from, he's coming into a bad situation. You know the capital the Jets are going to have to give up for this? In the draft? Let me just give you an example of what they're probably going to have to give up. The second overall pick this year. Their first round pick next year. And their first round pick the year after that. Um, no thank you. Now that would leave the Jets with the first round pick in this upcoming draft and next year's. But those picks are the Seattle Seahawks picks. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a contending team, in my opinion. So that's going to be more the bottom half. And those are a lot more big swings than the top-tier picks that the Jets usually have. And a few years down the road, they won't even have a first-round pick. I'm the type of guy that values draft picks more than free agency. You turn around franchises in the draft, not through free agency or trades. Most of the time. Now, you can make franchise-changing signings and franchise-changing trades and all that kind of stuff. You can do that. But in my opinion, Super Bowl champion teams are built through good drafting, which Joe Douglas is very good at. Which is why I want to hoard all the draft picks in the business. I want them all. I want Joe Douglas to draft as many guys as he can. Because he nails it most of the time. I love Deshaun Watson. I really do. But is it worth all of this 
The people would be like, well, man, you hate Sam Donald so much. Wouldn't you be happy with that? Yes, I would be happy with that. And a quick little side note. I know I mentioned the bad situation. Don't think I'm making an excuse for Sam Donald's bad mechanics. Don't think that. My issues with Sam Donald goes beyond the situation. It goes with the mechanics he has, which are awful. But anyway, debate for another time. Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback. I've said that a couple times already. But if the New York Jets were a quarterback away from a Super Bowl, you wouldn't see me complaining about this. I would be like, trade the freaking house for this guy. Do everything you can to get him. The thing is, the Jets aren't a Super Bowl, uh, a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. They're not. They are a quarterback, number one, number one receiver. Tight end, left guard, right guard, corner, pass rusher. They are very far away from a Super Bowl contender. Deshaun Watson helps that, sure. No doubt in my mind he helps that. But who's to say the Jets are in any better position than, the, than a team like the Colts, who have a great offensive line and an amazing defense, and just lost Phillip Rivers to retirement? That seems unbelievable if they get Deshaun Watson. But a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben could be on his way out. Imagine Juju, possibly, if he returns in free agency. Imagine Chase Claypool and Deshaun Watson wreaking havoc. Solid offensive line. I'm not talking about being treated like a god. If you succeed in Pittsburgh, you are a football god, basically. What about New England? Go work under Bill Belichick. Go be the successor to Tom Brady. If anyone could do it, it's Deshaun Watson. He's got the talent. I'm not even going to mention Miami because they got a quarterback on Tua. If they give up on Tua this quickly, they're, they're just awful. That's just the dumbest decision they've ever made. They negate everything they've done to get to this point that they're at right now. If they trade away... Uh, to a tongue of a lawyer, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. My opinion, they should keep Ryan Fitzpatrick because Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic, man. Come on now. Deshaun Watson is a game changer for this franchise. I agree. Never will dispute that. But let's not act like he's the franchise winner. He will not change his franchise to a winner in one year. We trade away a lot of our future and 
we probably enter salary cap hell with him. Because he signed a big extension with the Texans before everything went to crap with them. So now, we got a great quarterback. But now we don't have first-round picks. And now we don't have cap space to sign other players and continue to build around him. And now we're in trouble. That's not good trouble I want to be a part of. That's the history of the Jets is trouble. I want to get out of that. This would be a huge move. And I would not really be upset if it happens. If it ends up happening, I will take the bad with the good. The good with the bad, whichever way it goes. Because in the end, we got a superstar quarterback. We went from not having a quarterback to having a top five quarterback. Now, this is a different situation, but wasn't Le'Veon Bell a top-tier running back before he signed with the New York Jets? How'd that end? Poorly. The Jets have a history of doing that. Signing players and getting players near the end of their careers. Now, Deshaun Watson is nowhere near the end of his career. He's 25 years old. Not even in his prime yet. But the situation, I don't know if Deshaun Watson can make a ton do with it. They don't have a number one receiver. They've got no running backs. They've got running backs, of course, but Frank Gore who is probably going to retire anyway due to injuries. Got Ty Johnson, an undrafted rookie out of Maryland a couple years ago. And you got LaMichael Pirine, fourth round, third round pick out of Florida, who is a good player, but needs a little help from an O-line, which the Jets also don't have, aside from a left tackle, which that's a good position to have solidified. Getting the quarterbacks half the battle. Surrounding him with talent. Consistent talent is the other half. Again, I'm not saying the Jets should not trade for Deshaun Watson. I'd be mad if it happens. I would be ecstatic if it happens. But this isn't... A win situation. It's a not a win-win situation. Because we lose a lot. We lose three first-round draft picks. Plus more, probably. Plus other picks, too. Like third, fourth-round picks. Part of the package would probably include Sam Darnold, possibly, too. Is that a good thing? If it doesn't work out? Say Deshaun Watson gets pissed with us. Then we got a bunch of dead money. 
that we have to pay a guy that's not even on our team. And then we're in real salary cap hell. I'm just saying. I would not complain landing Deshaun Watson. Not at all. But there is some bad to go along with the good in this situation. And with losing draft picks, the bad could very well easily weigh out the good. Let's move on to our next topic. Kind of happy with my new format of just kind of recording whenever I can during the week, making sure you guys get a weekly dose of that sports chat. Because stuff like this happens when I wait an extra day, sometimes. Usually I record Tuesdays, episode goes up on Wednesday. Today I'm recording on a Wednesday, it's going up on a Thursday. It flip-flops a lot, I apologize about that. But... That special big three we were talking about last episode with Harden, Durant, and Irving just got beat by the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The Cleveland Cavaliers... Beat the big three of Brooklyn. (laughs) Oh my God in heaven. Brings a tear to my eye. Final score, Cleveland 147, Brooklyn 135, a double overtime. Oh my goodness, Colin Sexton had 42 points, 5 boards, and 5 assists, dropping 5 threes. Had some guy named Seti Osman dropping 25 on their head. Now, the big three did well. KD had 38, Kyrie had 37, Harden had 21, Harden had a triple-double. But they still lost. My goodness, about to make me have a joker laugh up in here. That's hilarious, man. That's so good. I told you guys this would happen. I know it's only one game, so you can call it an overreaction. But it doesn't get any better than them losing to the Cavs. The Cavs! Oh my lord, the Cavs, the Cavs, the Cavs, the Cavs. I'm just gonna relish in it for a little bit. Ah, man. Feels so good. Feels so good. Feels so good. Okay, I'm done. No, I'm not. It feels so good. Ah! 
I told you all this was going to be an overhyped move. I knew it would have been. If this was such a special move, they would have won this game. Easily. They should have. Easily. It's the Cavs. Aside from Colin Sexton, I can't remember one player on that team. Colin Sexton's it. And I don't remember him because he played at Alabama and he was very good. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Are there any Brooklyn Nets fans that listen to my show? I'm sorry I'm laughing so much, but it's just funny to me. It's hysterical that something like this would happen again. That they would make the same mistake again. As I mentioned, they've done this kind of move before, trying to build a super team. They've traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, who were way past their prime for all of their future and they did it again. They traded all their future away from James Harden. And now here they are losing to the Cavs. The Cavs. Again, I know it's a bit of an overreaction. It's only one game and anything can happen on any given night in the world of sports. But still, they shouldn't have lost to the Cavs, everybody. They shouldn't have. They really, really shouldn't have. It's the Cavs. They're only relevant because of LeBron. And he's not even on the team anymore. But here they are beating the new super team. (laughs) Man, it's so good. So funny. Nets are nine and seven right now. Nine and seven. That's fifth in the East still because the East sucks. But that's rich. It's rich. Told y'all this isn't going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. And this shows it. Have all the offensive firepower you want. But when you got two guys who are egotistical, ball-centric players, and Kyrie Irving and James Harden, who don't play a lick of defense, it's not going to work. Say what you want about football now because that statement defense wins championships and football is a little starting to become a little bit more of a past statement. But it's still true in basketball. If you don't win it, if you don't play defense in basketball, you don't win. And that's the truth. If you don't play defense in basketball, you don't win games. You just don't. It's the only reason the New York Knicks right now, if the season were to end, they'd be the eighth seed in the in, in the East. They're seven and eight right now. They've won two straight. And they have a very, very, very surprisingly good defense. I have no offense to back it up. 
but they have a good defense. That's how they've won seven games. Two less than the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Brooklyn, you can avoid it all you want. You're still the little brother in New York. When people think of New York basketball, they still think of the New York Knicks. As bad as the New York Knicks have been. And again, they think of the Knicks sometimes. It's, they're laughing at the Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan and I laugh at them. It doesn't change the fact that you have all those weapons. You have three of the elite scorers in the NBA and you still lose to the Cavs because you can't play defense. That's rich. Really, really funny too. Brooklyn Nets fans, if any of you listen to my show, I say this with a very sincere heart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your franchise once again trades your entire future away for a selfish, ball-centric player in James Harden. And it's already showing why it's not going to work because two of their three big three players don't know how to play defense. It's a shame that even when the Knicks suck, can't get out of their own way. You still find a way to be the little brother. It's cute. Really cute. And also kind of embarrassing. Kind of a quick little segment here before we move on, but I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Relish. And I know it's only one game, so it's a bit of an overreaction, but this is a moment that we will remember because it was the beginning of the end before it even got started. Let's move on to our next topic. Back at it, old school style, making predictions with the old school intro plan. The divisional round in the NFL playoffs is over, and we're moving on to the conference championships. I'm hyped up, but real quick, let's recap the divisional round. The Green Bay Packers take care of business against the LA Rams 32 to 18. That bad man, Aaron Rodgers, 296 yards and two touchdown passes. Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Jared Goff, not bad. 21 27 for 174 yards and a touchdown. Not serviceable. Well, serviceable, but not anything worth winning of a playoff game. Again, that's where the whole defense wins championship things, like I mentioned in football, is kind of becoming a thing of the past. Like, it's the number one defense in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers just torched him. So maybe offense is starting to win championships in the NFL. 
Buffalo Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 3. A real sleeper here. This is defense in a nutshell. Lamar Jackson, he struggled 14 24, 560 yards and a pick. Did carry the ball nine times for 34 yards. It was just a rough day for Baltimore's offense. Josh Allen had a good day, 206 yards passing with a touchdown pass. He was really the only thing that saved this team from getting just, it was a from like a three to three football game, which would have been very boring. But Baltimore, the team I thought was going to go 16 and 0, is not even playing in the conference championship. Uh, that's definitely where an Alex was wrong kind of deal. It seems like get more things wrong than right, but so it goes. That's just how it goes sometimes. I can be wrong, but at least I'm bold, I guess. <laughs> Buffalo continues to impress me. Um, I think they got a really good puncher's chance in the conference championship. We'll talk about that one in a bit. The Kansas City Chiefs take down the Cleveland Browns 22-17. This may be a costly win because Patrick Mahomes went down. He is in concussion protocol. Could miss the conference championship game. So a lot to work out with there. If they do not have Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be very interesting. But Cleveland, respect to you. You made it here. You have finally figured it out. Congratulations. Don't go into hiding like some of you have. Be proud that you made it here and competed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady did his thing in the playoffs again. 30-20 to victory for the Bucs over the Saints in what is looking to be Drew Brees' final game in the NFL. That's going to be a sad goodbye. Drew Brees is one of my favorite all time. I think he is one of the GOATs at the quarterback position. Doesn't get enough love because only one Super Bowl. And the guys he was always playing around, guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and others. Drew Brees has my respect, always will. One of the best ever. I hate he went out as poorly as he did, but Drew Brees will forever have my respect. Sadly, Tom Brady will too, as much as I despise him for being the best to ever do it. He continues to show why father time has yet to catch up to old man Brady. Now the conference championship game in the NFC, the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Green Bay Packers. This is interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Because we remember what happened last time these two teams met, right? The Bucks throttled the Packers. And it could happen again. People have made the argument, and this is just it just makes me laugh. That the weather is going to be a factor in this game. It's going to be Tampa Bay headed to snowy Lambeau Field. A, Lambeau Field is going to be empty because of COVID. Let's not forget about that. That's a thing happening still, people. Wear a mask, you donkeys. But anyway, <laughs> just had to throw that out there. Just wanted to. I just kind of wanted to say the word donkey. I just wanted to say the word donkey. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, the stadium's going to be pretty much empty anyway. And... Did Tom Brady not play over 20 years in freaking New England, Boston? Let's not act like it's sunshine and rainbows over there every day. That SOP can get cold. So I don't think the weather's really going to matter here for Father Brady. I think Father Brady is going to do just fine. He's going to beat out Father Tom and continue to be Father Brady. I got the Bucks headed to the Super Bowl. 
Bills versus Chiefs. This is an interesting one. Really interesting. Patrick Mahomes is practicing, it sounds like, but he's still in concussion protocol. If he does not play this game and it's Chad Henney taking snaps, I'm going to take Buffalo with this. But if Patrick Mahomes plays, I'm going to take Kansas City. So I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick there. The final decision for me is probably going to have to come at the end of when when Patrick Mahomes has decided. But at the moment, I'm going to pretend that Patrick Mahomes is going to play, and I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. As I've said a couple times on other platforms, it'll be Father Brady versus Baby Mahomes in the Super Bowl. The new era versus the gold standard. That's going to be a fun one. That'd be a really, really fun one. A lot of offense in that one. But I'm not discounting the Bills or the Packers. I think the Packers could easily win this football game. They can remember that defeat and come out firing Aaron Rodgers. It's a bad man. But historically, he has not been great in conference championships. He has not been very, very good. So, we'll have to see how it goes. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers is kind of playing for his legacy these playoffs. Going up against the GOAT. He's got five more rings than him. Wants to prove he is one of the elite and get another shot at a rank. He wants number two. To really solidify himself as one of the best to ever do it in the NFL. He could do it. And Buffalo. Two things you're riding on this. A, Patrick Mahomes' health. That's obvious. And B, can the Buffalo Bills show up alongside Josh Allen for once? Because it seems Josh Allen is this football team anymore. Like, he is that freaking good. Like I've said, I officially welcomed him to the realm of the elite. Like, he is a top-tier quarterback, in my opinion. One of the best in the business. He gets my MVP vote. Because he is Buffalo. I don't think this team would be in the same position without how Josh Allen has played. Because their run game is non-existent and their defense is mediocre. I really, really could see this becoming Josh Allen's time to shine. If Josh Allen gets a shot, I could see it happening. It was on SportsMe, the app I mentioned a while ago. I'll talk about more here in a little while in the outro. But there was someone on there saying that the Bills had no chance. Bull crap. They've got that puncher's chance to win this whole damn thing. But that puncher's chance is solely on the right arm of Josh Allen. Because the rest of this team, I just don't see it. That I will agree with. But Josh Allen is the engine for this team. And if he's not going, the cogs in the machine, which is the rest of this team, don't go very far without the engine running. So, the Bills got the puncher's chance. I think the Packers got more than a puncher's chance. They got a big chance, in my opinion, to make some noise. But in the end, I got Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl. A future legend versus a living legend. We'll have to see how that one goes. I wouldn't. I don't really know if I'm gonna be able to make a pick for that one. That's gonna if that if that's how the Super Bowl ends up going. I do not know who would I pick for that one. I really do not know who I pick for that one because that's is really just a perfect matchup. Two solid defenses, 
two offenses loaded with talent, two good head coaches, and two phenomenal quarterbacks. It's going to be a good football game if that happens. Another end, Kansas City versus Green Bay be good. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, two big one quarterbacks just slinging that baby deep. Josh Allen versus Tom Brady would actually be kind of funny. Imagine that. The Bills, they finally get back to the Super Bowl. They're 0-4, looking to be go 1-4, and finally win it. And in the end, guess who's waiting for them? A guy who dominated them for so long. That'd be hilarious. Hysterical, even. I will definitely be rooting for the Bills in that one, by the way. To hell with Tom Brady. (laughs) And on the contrary with that, if it was Bills versus Packers. Kind of the unlikely one here, but... Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen would be kind of fun. The duo. Which duo would come out on top? Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, one of the best and two of the best in the business. Versus Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Could the Bills complete the, the full game and win the Super Bowl? It's all just speculation right now. We got to wait for a conference championship to figure out who's playing for that Vince Lombardi trophy. But I have got the pack. I've got not the pack. No, I picked against them. I've got the Bucks and the Chiefs competing for the Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and hit that outro real quick. Before I let y'all go, I want to let y'all know of some stuff going on with the Robson Sportscast. Definitely want to say real quick, again, check out the Sports Me app. It is your one-stop shop for all your sports debate needs. You can jump on there and debate with me. Alex Robson of the Robson Sportscast, along with my other very good friends like Mike on the Mic, Joe Morley Sports, Bolstered Up Sports, and more of my crew. Secondly, big time announcement. Not sold yet, but it is looking like that man, Bolstered Up Sports, will be brought right here on the Robson Sportscast to do a little collab with me. We're looking forward to having him on, but that's going to have to wait for next week, my people. So we're going to have to wait for next week. For now, it's time to get out of here. This is RC Productions with a dope beat. This is your host, Alex Robson, signing off.